Hey, hey everyone, it is Amanda, and today you guys are in for a real treat. I wanted to put together a special bonus audio specifically for Earth Day. So, uh, you're welcome. (laughs) But I'm a huge environmentalist and I'm constantly doing things around my own home and environmentally sustainable practices and acts and all kinds of crazy things to try to help Mama Earth. And so what I wanted to do was have a special environmentalist on by the name of B. Johnson, who is the best-selling author of Zero Waste Home. Now, you may be thinking that living a zero-waste lifestyle is completely extreme and something that you can't do. And hey, that is perfectly okay. But what I think you can take from this is that there are everyday practices that we can all incorporate to make our decisions better and matter for sustainable living so that we can really help our planet so that our kids and their kids actually have a place to live. So today, B and I are going to talk about sustainable practices that you can incorporate in your everyday life, what zero waste living even is, and how you can start incorporating everyday things in your life that are zero waste. And we're going to talk about her book, Zero Waste Home, that talks about the five R's, which are refuse, reduce, reuse, recycle, and rot. The bottom line is we want to use less products, buy secondhand, buy more bulk, and reuse or repair everywhere we can. And hey, I'm also going to be doing a special ebook for Earth Day, and it is called Easy Everyday Habits to Be More Eco-Friendly. This is an ebook that my team and I put together specifically for Earth Day. You can go to our website and click under e-learning and the book will be there as a special for Earth Day. This book is going to give you simple, easy to do tasks. It's going to give you eco tips, nine ways that you can ease into zero waste living yourself. And it also is going to give you excellent tips on how you can reduce your carbon footprint starting today. It's a really kick-ass book. We spent a lot of time putting it together and I tried to make it super fun. I've included stories about my childhood and how I got into sustainability. My mother dragged me into it. It's all her fault. (laughs) But it's got a lot of really great tips to it and it's also got a bonus audio with Julie Kearns from The Shop Junket where we talk about everyday things that you can do to impact your carbon footprint on this earth. It all matters. So I hope that you take away from this one thing that you're going to start doing today. All right, everyone. Happy Earth Day. Thank you for saying yes to this. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you on. We are actually doing a uh, bonus uh, podcast for Earth Day. So we're going to be putting you up for Earth Day and and sharing uh, ways for people to be environmentalists. So I think this is going to be great. Yeah, awesome. Hey, hey, everyone. Amanda here with Home Energy Design. I'd like to welcome B Johnson to the show. Welcome, B. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you on today. We are, as I just mentioned, we are doing a uh, bonus audio for our audience today for Earth Day. Being an environmentalist and an activist for our environment is very close to my heart. We do a lot of things here uh, at Gates Interior Design, but I'm curious, 
how you went from living an average, unsustainable, trash-producing life to a zero-waste lifestyle? Well, what happened was that uh, back in 2006, we were living out uh, in the suburbs of San Francisco. We had to get into a car to do just about anything, to go to the grocery store and the schools and the restaurants. And we missed the life that we had known in the big cities we had lived in. Uh, we had lived in London, Amsterdam, and Paris, where we walked and biked everywhere. So we wanted to rediscover that type of life. And so we decided to relocate. But before finding the right house uh, in a downtown where we could have amenities within walking or biking distance, we rented an apartment for one year and we only moved in with the necessities. We put the rest of our stuff in storage. And during that year, we had a, an epiphany. We found that uh, when you live with less, then you have more time to do what's important to you. More time for friends and family and picnics and hikes. So when we found the right house in the downtown that interested us, we got everything out of storage. And we found that 80% of the belongings that we had put in there, we hadn't even missed for a whole year. So mm -hmm. we let go of these things. And it's thanks to that simplicity uh, that we found time to also read books and watch documentaries on environmental issues. And there what we found uh, made my husband and I sad thinking about the future that we were going to leave behind for our kids, the, you know, the future that we were creating for them. And that's what gave us the motivation to change our, our ways. We watched our energy consumption, our water consumption, and then I turned towards our trash. Now, uh, one day uh, in looking for solutions, I found the term zero waste, which back then was only used to describe waste management practices at a municipal level, or it was also a term used in the manufacturing world, but it was not a term used to describe something you do at home. But somehow when I saw that term, the light bulb went off in my head. Our goal in our waste reduction, then what is the goal? Is it less waste, medium waste, a little bit of waste? When you had zero in your head, in your head it really helps you to push things further. But there were no guides, no books, nothing on how to live a zero-waste lifestyle because back then zero-waste was not associated with the lifestyle. So we had to test a lot of things. We tested extremes. I picked up the phone, called my mom, my grandma, my mother-in-law, asked them you know, how they did it before all this consumerism started happening. And little by little, we found solutions uh, that worked for us. And that's when zero waste became easy, automatic, and something we could do in the long run. And that's when zero waste became a lifestyle. Interesting. And, and so I've written many articles on what a zero waste lifestyle is. Um, and my audience may or may not have seen those. So give us a little bit of an example of what zero waste living is. Well, really, zero-waste living aims at, obviously, uh, eliminating as much trash from your life as possible. But what it does in the process is to, um, it, it transforms your life. It translates into a life based on experiences instead of things. Mm, I love that. And so, 
just playing a little bit of devil's advocate here, one of the things that I, like I said, I've written a couple of blog posts on zero waste living and, and some of the comments that I get is that it's just too hard and it's hard to live this way and um, it makes life complicated. What do you say to people who say things like that? Well, this is, of course, one of the biggest misconceptions about waste-free living. A lot of people think, one, that you have to be a hippie uh, and live in the boondocks to live this way. We've shown that that's not the case. Um, people tend to think that it's going to cost more. Uh, we've shown that it saves us 40% on our overall budget. That's four zero. Uh, but we've also shown that it saves a lot of time. Now, I understand if people don't believe us at first because they are used to doing things a certain way and they believe that what they're doing today is what saves them the most money and the most time. But as soon as you really adopt a zero-waste lifestyle, you realize that it is it does save time and money. It's... Uh, it's of course, it, you know, it takes uh, a while to get used to new practices. It takes a while to get used to new habits. So you can't adopt a zero-waste lifestyle overnight. It takes a little bit of work. But once you've done that work, all you regret is not having done it earlier because your life is so much better, so much improved. Um, it's, uh, once you've done it, then you just, all you regret is not having done it earlier, really. So for somebody who is listening to this today and is curious about this idea of zero waste, what would be a recommendation that you would give as maybe the first step, something that they could try in leading a zero waste lifestyle? So in my book, uh, Zero Waste Home, I propose a methodology of five R's. My methodology is to, one, refuse the things that you do not need. Two, reduce the things that you do actually need. Three, reuse by swapping disposables for reusables and buy secondhand if you need to buy something. Four, it's to uh, recycle only what you cannot refuse, reduce, and reuse. And finally, it's rot, which is composting the rest. The first rule of a zero waste lifestyle is to refuse. That means learning to say no Today, in this consumerist society, we're the targets of many, many promotional goods. But every time we accept them, we're creating a demand to make more. Every time we accept a free plastic bag or a straw in a drink or a business card or junk mail or a sample a flyer, uh, the shampoo bottle in a hotel room um, or a free pen from a conference, we are creating a demand to make more of these things. Every time you take a plastic bag, it's a way for you to say, I love plastic bags. I dream of a world filled with them for my children. And more oil is drilled from the ground to create a replacement. When you say no to these things, you not only stop the demand to make more, but you also stop these things from coming into your home and becoming your trash problem. So. Adopting a zero-waste lifestyle starts by simply learning to say no. Next time someone hands you something, before accepting it, stop and think about it. Do you really need it? And once you get used to that, you'll be amazed how much stuff you can stop from coming into your home. 
I love that. And, and one of the things that I always recommend for people is to start with shoppers, like shopping uh, canvas shopper bags and uh, reusable produce bags. Because what I found is when I was doing research on plastic in particular, is that people would on average use 10 plastic bags when they went to the grocery store to uh, put their vegetables and their fruits in just to get those fruits and veggies home. And then they would go in the trash and then ultimately land in landfills. So I love this idea of taking it even a step further by refusing additional things that were constantly handed that we don't need. I, I would agree with you that 99% of the stuff that we are handed, we do not need and it's just clutter. Yeah, so the, you mentioned 10 plastic bags. Honestly, in my previous life, it was probably, I would actually fill my under-counter trash bin with plastic bags from my grocery run uh, because they were double bagging, uh, not only the grocery bag, but I was also taking produce bags. Now, for us, uh, swapping those bags for reusable ones, that's part of my third rule, which is reusing. Mm -hmm. But if you first reuse, then you don't need to have a cabinet filled with reusables. You ask yourself, how many do I really need? Because I don't want people to go out there and buy a bunch uh, of you know, reusable bags. I want them to just have the number of bags that they actually need. Uh, I've done a lot of decluttering in people's homes to help them achieve zero waste. And often people are really proud that they have indeed stopped buying plastic bags, but they still are buying the reusable ones. And they end up with a cabinet filled with reusable $1 tote that they've purchased from the store from when they've forgotten uh, their totes. I really think that it's important to, um, to think twice. Once you, if you go to the grocery store and you've forgotten your reusable tote, don't buy one. Make an effort to go back to your car or go back to your house to actually grab those bags. And believe me, you do that once or twice and you'll be used to not forgetting those totes again. In our case, we don't have a ton of totes. We found that for our family of four, for our weekly grocery shopping uh, run, we only need three totes. And we've purchased or we've chosen uh, large totes that are very strong and that can be repaired. We've been using the same three totes for the past 10 years. Those totes we also use to go uh, shopping when we go clothes shopping at a thrift store twice a year. Uh, we also use them when we go uh, picnicking. We use them if we need to, uh, if we go away for a night um, to pack up a few pieces of uh, clothing. Uh, we've elected or chosen uh, basically tools that are durable but that are also multifunctional. And indeed, it's important to also. Um, uh, part of having a shopping kit in order to eliminate uh, food packaging is to go beyond also the totes. Uh, a shopping, a zero shopping kit is comprised of the totes, but also cloth bags to make, to buy anything that is dry, like flour, salt, sugar, cereal, tea, coffee. Uh, we also bring uh, glass jars, um, that we show uh, or we bring to the meat, fish, deli, cheese counter. Uh, we use these jars for anything wet also, like peanut butter or olive oil. 
And then we have mesh bags for produce so that the uh, staff or the cashier can see the item number through the, the mesh bag. I love that. And I love that you brought up this idea of the fact that you've had your bags for so long and that you're repairing them. I feel like a lot of people that is a thought that doesn't even cross their mind now that if something, uh, if a strap comes off or if the bag gets a hole in it or something, our consumerism lifestyle teaches us to throw it away and get it new versus repairing it. I think we do that a lot with clothing as well. Um, and I love this idea of also buying in bulk so that you're bringing your own containers in so that you're reducing the amount of packaging because I don't think that people realize how much packaging we are actually uh, producing waste from. So I think that that's something that's really important. Um, and I think what's really great about this idea of repurposing, let's just use the example of bags. I discovered that by just using or, or reusing my produce bags, I was saving 500 plastic bags a year from going into landfills just from produce bags. That doesn't even touch the actual grocery bags that a lot of people get plastic for. So when looking at this way of thinking, if I'm, I'm talking to the audience here, if you're thinking, oh my gosh, this just sounds like it's, it's too much and it's overwhelming and I couldn't possibly live this way. Even if you can adopt one practice, this is something that everybody can do to make a huge impact. You, you get three or four or five people just changing out their produce bags to reusable ones, and we very quickly get up to two, three, four thousand bags that we're preventing in going into landfills. That's a huge impact. That makes a difference. So yes, and with the, you know, like I said, it's not overnight that you can adopt a zero waste lifestyle, but any change at all is the st is a step in the right direction. And luckily, with this, uh, you know, with the, what we've done at home, we've inspired the global movement. There are thousands and thousands of people that have decided to do the same. And so, in the end, it's uh, in their way of shopping in bulk. Uh, they we are creating a demand for bulk. And so now more and more uh, grocery, large grocery store chains are offering more and more food in bulk. And this is how we can see, uh, you know, the future uh, moving in the right direction. Uh, then, you know, I, I think if there is only one message I really want people to get from any interview I do is that buying is voting. Every time you buy something, you have the power to support a practice that is either sustainable or is not. Every time you buy your food in packaging or accept or put your food in plastic bags, it's a way for you to say, I love plastic and I love plastic bag and I dream of a world filled with it. But when you buy your food in bulk, when you reuse your own totes and, and, and bags, it's a way for you to invest your money in a more uh, sustainable uh, future for our children. And I really, I agree with you so much. I, I think we all need to be starting to think in this way and um, looking at, I just saw a great quote the other day that said, we're treating this planet as if we have another one to go to. And we're, we're hitting the, the point of no return here. And so I think that everybody needs to start adopting at least one or two practices every day that they're doing that is, is saving the, the planet. 
I'm curious, you mentioned a couple at the top of the show, but what are some of the greatest benefits that you have experienced by living this kind of lifestyle? Well, although we started for environmental reasons, uh, the perks of the serious lifestyle go way beyond it. We found that this lifestyle is not just good for the environment, but it's also good for our health. Um, because with this lifestyle, you eliminate, you're eliminating all toxic products from your life. So, uh, for example, uh, we no longer use cleaning products. We only use white vinegar. On yeah. my skin, I only use food items. For example, I use a, a chocolate powder, which I buy in bulk as a bronzer. Um, my uh, eye makeup is made from burnt almonds. Um, we wash ourselves from head to toe with a bar of soap. It's one product that has eliminated four others by being used as a, a shampoo, a face cleaner, a, a body wash, and also my husband and the kids use it as a, as a shaving cream. So um, in uh, adopting a, a zero waste lifestyle, you pay attention to the product you use. And of course, you're trying, you're trying to simplify your life as much as possible. And so that makes you go back to basics that are uh, definitely healthier for you. But uh, we found that this lifestyle is also, uh, like I mentioned, uh, you know, saves a lot of money, 40% for us. That's due to the fact that one, we consume way, way less than before. Um, you know, today we're happy with the number of things we have in our home. We're no longer adding to it. If we buy something, it's only to replace what needs to be replaced. And when we buy that replacement, we buy it secondhand, which obviously costs less. But we also buy our food in bulk. When you buy packaging or when you buy packaged food, 15% of the price covers the cost of the packaging. And actually, in the case of laundry detergent, it's apparently 70% that covers the cost of the packaging. So when you buy in bulk, you make automatic financial savings. But also, we've replaced anything that is disposable for a reusable alternative. So that means that we're no longer throwing our money away. Because when you buy something that is disposable, well, you buy it, you use it, you throw it out, it's literally throwing your money away. When you replace all these disposables for reusables, and there is a reusable on the, uh, alternative on the market for any disposable product, including condoms, when you replace all these products, it translates into huge cumulative savings over time. For us, these savings are such that they've allowed us to install solar panels on our roof and a gray water system, which reuses the water from the showers and the washing machines to irrigate our plants. But to me, the best advantage of this lifestyle is the simple life. By mm. definition, the simple life is not there to complicate your life. It's there to simplify your life, to make room in your life for what matters most to you. Thanks to this lifestyle, we've been able to do incredible things, things that we would have never, ever thought possible before. We have snorkeled between two continents. Uh, we've gone ice climbing. We've spent the night under the ocean. We have done things that were simply incredible just because we are no longer throwing our money away, but we're also no longer wasting our time consuming or doing things that don't matter. 
Mm, I love that. And I just want to reiterate some of the, the top notes that B has said here is to use less products. I think we can all uh, eliminate, we can probably just go into our bathrooms alone and see the overconsumption of products that we're using. Uh, buying secondhand, I am a huge advocate for that. We do that a lot in my design firm as far as buying vintage things and, and repurposing um, furniture, accessories, rugs, artwork, and whatnot. Buying bulk, I think that there are a lot of people when they go places, they probably pass by that aisle and don't pay much attention to it. I think that's a huge tip right there. Um, I know that David and I, we go to the store and we'll bring glass containers with us and, you know, uh, buy bulk uh, peanuts, peanut butter, almonds, nuts, granolas, things like that. So I agree with you. I think that's a great way and a great place to start. Uh, and then just the idea of reusing and repairing what we have um, is a great way. And I would say that some of the benefits that I've seen, now I'm not 100% zero waste, but we have simplified tremendously. And I would say one of the huge benefits that we have gained is this idea of just not having brain fatigue. You know, it, you are so right around the idea of simplifying your life. You, you literally make less decisions. So like you were talking about, be getting in the shower and using one soap product you don't have to think about four, you just have to think about one. And simplifying your everyday decisions like that really frees up your brain power and your bandwidth to do other things. Not to well, mention yeah. your money. Just to, yes, go ahead. I was just going to say, and plus just freeing up your money as well. Yeah, and uh, I mean, if you take just even that example of the soap, it's four other products we no longer have to buy. It's, uh, and, but, it's also four uh, products I don't have, uh, you know, to worry about, or I don't have to worry about the uh, possibility of the effects on our health of the toxic products that they might uh, uh, contain. I no longer have to recycle uh, or even discard the packaging of those four other products. And it's a bar of soap that costs us $2 and it's replaced all these different products. B. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, this is going to be a fantastic uh, bonus audio for Earth Day. I'm so excited to share with my audience more about you and your activism towards saving our planet. And I feel like you really make it easy and approachable um, and stylish so that everybody is encouraged and motivated to do it. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much, B. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. So listen, trying to be an environmentalist and saving the planet doesn't have to be an all or nothing game. I feel like B is extreme and I wish that we could all do it that way. But I know that that is not very practical. There's just some people that are not going to be able to live a 100% zero waste life. And I get that. You know, we all have hectic lifestyles and we're all busy and if it just seems like too much, that's okay. But at least try something. Do something and add something or adopt something regularly that is doing something towards saving the planet. I hope that you have enjoyed this audio today. I want to let you know that 
as a special for Earth Day. My team and I have put together a fantastic ebook. It is called Easy Everyday Habits to Be More Eco-Friendly. It is literally my personal journey to becoming uh, and living a more sustainable life. You'll learn all kinds of things about why eco-friendly and living this way matters. You'll learn about what it looks like, you know, easy, simple solutions that you can start doing today, how to reduce your carbon footprint, and then just everyday habits that you can incorporate to ease into living a more sustainable life. And I've also included all kinds of really quick, easy guides, quick start guides to get you started in zero waste living, reducing your carbon footprint, and how I practice sustainability every day. You can find that on our website at gatesinteriordesign.com and if you'd like to find out more about B, you can go to her website, which is zerowastehome.com. You can find out when she's going to be on tour and if she's going to be in your area. And you can also find her book on Amazon, Zero Waste Home. All right, everyone, I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. We will actually have an extended version of this podcast in the ebook. So if you're interested in learning more and hearing more about our conversation, you can purchase the ebook again on our website. And if you would like to reach out to us, you can find us via email at letschat at thegatescompany.com. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel. We're all over social media. And if you love the show, be sure to subscribe. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy doesn't lie. And hey, happy Earth Day.